This show is part of the Out of This World Entertainment on the Sci-Fi Podcast Network, tsfpn.com. Requiem of the Outcast 28, for February 2006. Hey, you. Yeah, you. We know you're out there. Rejects from society. Artists. Writers. Poets. Filmmakers, get off the couch. Make something. The world is waiting to hear your voice. And so are we. We are the Requiem of the Outcast. Are you an outcast? Welcome to Requiem of the Outcast. Uh, we're doing this month a little bit differently. We had a few things lined up, and uh, we decided to change uh, change things a little bit. We're going to do it more of a freeform episode. Earl and I noticed that we have a, a really funny banter, and we figured that it'd be kind of cool to occasionally throw out a an episode where we try to trump each other with funny. Yes. So this month, I, I hope I hope you brought the funny, sir. Did you bring the funny? I win. <laughs> No, I, I, I just, I won. No. I did. Hey, we gotta have this contest here. Hey, right, did you bring the funny? I, I brought the funny. Okay, go. <laughs> did you bring the funny? Yes. Did you bring your sandwich? Yes. Go to the bathroom? Yes. And begin. Okay. <laughs> now, it, look, I'm not gonna stop the funny here just because you need to go to the bathroom. So if you don't go now, you should have thought of that before we started the funny. That's right. <laughs> don't hey! Don't make me pause the show. <laughs> don't make me pause the show. Don't make me turn the show around. I'll turn the show around. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh, I'll, so so what's been going on? Tell me what's been going on with your month so far. Because we actually haven't gotten to talk much. Usually we we like talk a lot, but these past couple of weeks with everything I've been doing and what you've been doing, we haven't gotten to talk much. So fill me in. Well, uh, the month started off kind of kind of goofy. Got a speeding ticket on the very first day of the year. That's a hell of a way to start off the year. Oh wow. But uh, for Christmas, I got a really sweet 200 gig hard drive, new microphone, whatnot. Which, which I then had to pawn to pay my speeding ticket. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> the hard drive was really fast, but I was faster. <laughs> no, I kept the hard drive, but I don't have one of my children. My computer a long time ago was having problems, and yes. mainly because I had upgraded to Service Pack 2. Um, mm-hmm. I'm an XP user, and it sucks. A lot of the feasibility that you know makes Windows at least usable mm-hmm. for me. I can't believe it. I actually proceeded to go on for about five minutes talking about all of my computer problems. So what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to cut out what I was talking about and put in a really fun clip from MST3K dealing with science and technology. Industry, science, and technology. Big men putting screwdrivers into things, turning them, and adjusting them. Build your own atom storage box. Bringing you state-of-the-art in soft-serve technology. Snapples caps off any size jug, bottle, or jar, and it really, really works. If you're going to keep doing this, you need to you need to say this with a lisp. Just just lisp all your s's. Go for it. Yes, like you have to be talking like this. I guess. Oh yes. <coughs> My geek voice. Hold on, let me get some Mountain Dew. Oh, he's getting the Mountain Dew. He's got to warm up the geek voice. Here we go. <laughs> okay, right. So geek voice action go. So what I was trying to do is. <laughs> When I I feel more like the spleen for mystery men. <laughs> Go with it. Go with it. So 
what I ended up having to do was actually I had put in some wrong drivers and whatnot. When I tried to uninstall all of these service pack kinks, I'm like totally drooling on my microphone right now. This is so much more entertaining though. Like before I was sitting there like, okay. And now it's like I'm just, I'm, I'm like laughing my head off. Go for it. So once I started uninstalling all these things, all these hot fixes and whatnot, I actually pooched my operating system and that is the technical term. So I had to go back and when I was trying to fix my pooch, <laughs> I actually had to. I don't believe in you. I actually had to reload my Windows again, right? Back to its factory defaults. That's right. But I was really worried that I was gonna lose. Factory defaults. I was really worried that I was gonna lose all my porn and my files and stuff. So. Oh my gosh. It's a trap. <laughs> Sorry, I'm starting. To, I am sounding a little bit like Admiral Akbar here. Oh my god, it's a trap. So as I was trying to reload my Windows. Oh my god, it's like Admiral Akbar doing the Mac Switch commercials. <laughs> <laughs> I shut down, reloaded, and I realized it was a trap. <laughs> my name is Admiral Akbar, I command the Rebel Fleet, and I use a Macintosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So the Empire is too PC. I got you. Short story long. <laughs> Chapter 7, Rich attempts to reinstall on Starship. <laughs> I wonder if we could get, like, an award for an audio drama. Is it too late? <laughs> <laughs> the main reason why I'm so long in telling the story is because we're going to talk about later on. One of my favorite podcasts actually tried to do a 24-hour podcast, and I figured, hey, why don't we try one, too? There we go. So I had screwed up my windows, and it was reverting back to everything, and it turns out that I almost lost all my files. And so now I've got my wonderful new hard drive installed. And here comes the crux to the whole short story long, was that was the reason why the minicast was not created and released this month, which was my goal. Oh. Right before the end of the month, I had to rush out the very first issue of the wrestling magazine that I'm the editor of mm-hmm. uh, for the local... So this is all, this is, so this is all like a, uh, like a very long sort of, sorry I didn't get the minicast out in time? Yes. I'm gonna I'm gonna translate. How do how do how do how do sorry? <laughs> Damn it, Billy! I said no gibberish at the dinner table. <laughs> no gibberish at the dinner table. Hey, don't be racially biased. That's not racially biased. That's from Billy Madison. It's an Adam Sandler quote. You, no. you know that that makes everybody feel better. Yeah, but but what about all the poor people from Gibbera or whatever? <laughs> Gibberland. You don't you don't look gibberish. <laughs> that's where Ren was from. No, that's where Stimpy was from. Gibberish. Was from Gibberland. Oh, that's true. He would have to have been mm-hmm. gibberish then. All right, sir. Uh, have a, okay, I've been waiting to tell you this. Okay, this uh, is this is. I, I've been waiting for so okay. long. Like when I mean, this is going to make it even sound worse. I preface this all by saying I am not homophobic at all. This isn't going to be like a big gay joke. Okay, so I just want to let you know that. Um, I went to see Brokeback Mountain. I did. I went to go see Brokeback Mountain. It was actually a really good movie. Uh, you know, I mean, it was it was. You know, it was it was like any other romantic film. It's like at the end, okay, they get together, they don't. I mean, it's it's. It, I was surprised by how little difference there really was. Like I thought there was going to be some kind of like big cultural clash or something, but in the end, it's like you're still just looking at two people and they want to be together and they can or they can't. I mean, it's all the same thing. But at one point, you know, they're sitting there arguing, and this is the part that's just like I I went to see it by myself because nobody else around. Because you know, we live here in the very shiny buckle of the Bible Belt, so there's lots of protesters and. You know, my brother and sister were afraid of, uh, like, you know, riots breaking out and stuff, so I went by myself. Anyway, the, the point of the whole thing was, I go in there, 
and I'm watching it by myself, and at one point in the movie, uh, you know, Heath Ledger and Jake Gyllenhaal are trying to figure out, you know, they're, they're arguing over why they can't be together now, why they can't just go buy a place and live out somewhere in the woods and have a ranch and all that kind of thing. And Heath Ledger tells this story about when he was a little kid, there were these two guys that lived out in the woods, uh, in his area, but way out in the woods. And obviously they were gay, and they found them just all beaten to daylights, and I won't go into it, but it was really horribly gruesome. Well, imagine my, <laughs> imagine my reaction, Rich. I'm sitting there going, here's Heath Ledger. We can't, when I was a young boy, about six or seven years old, there were these two men that used to live out together on the plains. Name of Earl and Rich. Are you serious? I am not kidding. I went, oh boy. Well, couple that with your that's, interview with Robbie, and that paints quite a picture, that's, doesn't it? That's, I know. That's, that's, I'd already done the interview with Robbie, so I'm like, oh boy. People are gonna go watch Brokeback Mountain and be like, uh, huh. And, th- and don't forget, I don't forget, I came into this whole show under the auspices of the Love Doll, so it's like we've got no hope left. <laughs> and, and you know, see, people were down on us because they thought we were so anti-gay. Are you kidding me? It's like a fat person making see, that's fun funny. of himself, I, isn't I, it? <laughs> it's, you know, it's really funny. <laughs> it's, only we're not. Yeah. We I mean we aren't. We got to make that clear because people don't know, and they'll be like, "Hey, hey I've got kids. kids. I've got." But it is, what you know. Um, Struggling artist. Yike. Oh my god. Revelation oh, wow. time, isn't it? Revelation Am I gay? <laughs> I think I've been outed and I'm not even gay. Um, <laughs> you're so into the closet, you're finding Christmas presents. Oh no, the thing I found funny about it is if you look at the history of Reckon with the Outcast, like I know there was like a lot of like downing, of, there was like just a lot of like gay jokes and stuff like that. And you were like, no, we got to get away from that. And now let's bring Earl on the show. <laughs> and it sort of became, am I your ward? Am exactly. I like your ward? <laughs> That's right, chum. <laughs> Here, put on these tights. <laughs> I love it. And that isn't a gay joke. That's a Robin joke. We're going to go cruising for bad... Tr- That's right. We're going to go cruising the night joke. streets. Dick Grayson. Yeah. That's right. Those are dick jokes. That's right. Those, these are all straight jokes. We should dick probably jokes. warn people that <laughs> oftentimes when we do uh, the show, there are a lot of jokes. And I, I mean, Earl just about painted me as a prude on Star Wars and Beyond, the interview that he did recently. I did not. I did not. <laughs> I just, you know, I no, I was, what I was trying to say was like just the, the number of like off color jokes that we make that don't get into the show just because, you know, we want to keep a certain level, which exactly. I'm fine with. I have no problem so with it. So this episode might, and I'll probably put a disclaimer on it, uh, this one's going to be a little more raw. <laughs> We've had some questions about possibly doing a Roto After Dark feed where we put some of the bloopers, silly things that we do, some of the things that is just cut from the show. I am thinking about actually releasing those. Check with the website, requiemoftheoutcast.com, to see if I actually did that. There, uh, much much like the minicast. Well, no, there have just been a lot of things like the minicast I meant to put out this one, or last month I wasn't able to get to it. There's uh, the, the cat. Yeah, I'm going to no, check right now. Yeah. Uh, no. How about now? Oh, okay. How about now? How about now? So there's, about now? <laughs> there's some stuff that's just not up there. But uh, I am striving to, it, much like the Requiem, the girls of the Requiem of the Outcast calendar that never came about, mainly because I got pictures of two chicks. 
Now, granted, one of them was Janine, so that was already there. And we did have one extra set of pictures, which was from the lovely young lady uh, from C3. But, you know, we needed more. And uh, I don't think that she was going to pose for all of them, because that might have been a little creepy. So, <laughs> No, we can't call it the girl of the outcast calendar, can no. we? We really got to do some heterosexual things on this show. It's starting to get scary. Actually, yeah, let's let's hetero it up a little bit. Uh, I, I noticed that in Brokeback Mountain that uh, Linda Cardinelli was in it and Anna uh-huh. Ferris. Hey. How big of a part did Anna Ferris have? Which one was Anna Ferris? Anna Ferris was LaShawn Malone. Oh. Okay. No, I know who that. Okay, no, I know who that was. Yeah. She was. Uh, no, actually, Anna Ferris was. Oh, yeah, Anna Ferris. Yeah, okay, now I know the name. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Whoa, ma. Ooh. Wow. She was. She was she was impressive. Uh, although they had her in this like this, they had her like blonded up, which was not my speed. Yeah, at she all. does seem to go blonde a lot lately. Um, there's also Linda yeah, Cardinelli, who I mentioned from Scooby Doo movie, who I think is is stunningly good looking. Um, it looks also like yeah, she, Anne Hathaway's she, in there too, kind of breaking out of the Disney mindset. <laughs> from what I understand. No, there was there was. Let me in fact let me look because I'll tell you right now. There now which one was from Scooby? Uh, Linda Cardinelli. What has she? She's had a wife. And who'd she play? Uh, Cassie. Oh, so she was. She, yeah, she was Heath Ledger's wife. Okay. <laughs> I'm asking you, like you know, this is fantastic. Hey, so remember that film you didn't see? How, <laughs> yeah. uh, tell me, tell me more about I thought that. Thought it sucked. <laughs> I know somebody showed their Scooby snacks. I do remember that. I was like watching it, going, "Wow!" For for a homosexual film, there's a lot of like naked female breasts. And here's I like homosexuality. And here's why. That's how you rope the guys why? in because you get somebody like. Anne Hathaway or, you know, whoever it is that shows the goods, you get somebody like that shows who the goods. has not shown them. <laughs> and automatically... You would have made such a great film producer, wouldn't right, I? I tell you. I have a way with words. You, you, would have been like, you would have been like, we've got to get a touching love story of two men struggling to find love and understanding in a world that hates them. And we need to get a girl that shows the goods. Can we get something... Because something that's how the women large. will get their boyfriends to show up. Actually, you know, if I was a film producer and using terms like that, I'd think I was, I'd be more like James Woods in every role that he plays. <laughs> I just always think of that when you think of the sleazy guy, because he always ends up playing a sleazy guy. James Woods as God. So I'm thinking of like an earth thing, maybe we'll get some dirt on the ground, we'll put some rain, and then seven days later, bing, bang, boom. You know, Eve, I love you to death, I got and I gotta say, I did a really good job on those cans, you know? <laughs> It just seems very sleazy, you know. <laughs> I did a really good job on those cans. Yeah, that's. Uh, See, this is the wow. stuff that normally gets cut. <laughs> yeah, this would be this would be the stuff you don't hear, children. You are listening to Requiem of the Outcast. For more information and show notes, visit requiemoftheoutcast.com. Recently, a major disaster hit the Gulf Coast region of the United States. It is going to take years for them to recover from this. And right now, they could use all the help they can get. So a group of writers came together with Davy Beauchamp to create Anthology to Help Benefit, Writers for Relief. This anthology features stories from Larry Niven, Nancy Cress, Brian Aldis, Joy Haldman, Gardner Dozois, along with many other exciting writers. Writers for Relief is available for order through all major book chains, as well as your favorite internet bookstores. Its ISBN number is 14 
All proceeds from the sale of the book will be donated to the American Red Cross. If you have any further questions about the anthology, you can contact Davy Beauchamp at writersforreliefanthology at gmail.com. My name is T. Morris, and I am your chief drill instructor for the Survival Guide to Writing Fantasy. I will be training you in the art of book selling on the front lines of the general public. Do you grunts understand me? No, sir! Your days of sitting back in your mountain cabin, smoking a pipe, wearing ascots, and waiting for your next great inspiration are over. It is time to get the fairy dust out of your ears and remove the magic wand from your backsides. No, I will give you the tools and the drive to represent yourself at conventions, bookstores, and other selling venues. But it is you who will implement this training. And by the time I am done with you, your books will stand a fighting chance. Am I clear? No, Are there any questions? How do I get out of this chicken shit outfit? The Survival Guide to Writing Fantasy. Subscribe at tmorris.com slash blog. All right, sweethearts, you heard the man and you know the drill. Hassan, come in. Come here. They are the Razors. The Commander. The Empath. The Slicer. The Force-Sensitive. The Pilot. The Alien. And together, they will bring down one sadistic Imperial Warlord, or die trying. Maybe both. Join the adventure of Falcon's Razors as they head behind enemy lines in the feature-length, multinational, original Star Wars fan audio drama that launched the genre and swept the 2004 Fan Audio Academy Awards. Star Wars Second Strike. Questions of human nature explored in a series of fan audio drama morality plays set in the Star Wars universe. The nature of peacekeeping, the blurring between dark and light, the mob mentality, drug addiction, terrorism, personal responsibility, and more. The Star Wars Anthology ongoing series. A confrontation that helps shape the Jedi Order's awkward on about writing a promo a for a show. Doing the show, no problem. Write an essay, sit down, talk for a bit about what's on my mind. What's new in geekdom? Throw out a game review or two, and then read the essay, which of course focuses on a geek topic. NPR wouldn't run it because they're too good. Not that I'm bitter. But the promo, that's the tricky thing. See, that's the time when you have to say, Hey, listen to my podcast that's about half an hour long. Has me talking geek to you, and ends with an essay that's also about geeky stuff. It's called Geek Through Action Grip. People seem to like it. It's been around for several months, and there's no sign of it stopping. It's in the Podcast Pickle Hall of Fame and a proud member of the Sci-Fi Podcast Network. You can find it at www.geekthroughactiongrip.com. And I don't know how to just come out and say that. I'll let you know if I come up with something. All these, and the fan-favorite Star Wars internet radio show, Chrono Radio with discussions, interviews, film commentaries, and more. Razor's Edge Audio asks you to close your eyes, open your mind, as the audio experience, the innovation, and the award-winning line of fan audio productions continue from Razor's Edge Audio, exclusively at StarWarsFanWorks.com. 
Did you like those commercials? If you'd like to have your project promoted on Roto, contact us at ReckonTheOutcast.com, and I will return you to your regularly scheduled show already in progress. All right, now I mentioned earlier that one of my favorite podcasts, Switched On Show, which is available at SwitchedOnShow.com, they attempted to do a 24-hour podcast. Now, I love these guys. These guys are about as politically incorrect as you can be, but they're not like a bunch of 14-year-old kids sitting around telling dick and fart jokes because they think it's funny. They're not like us. Or they think it's cool. Yeah, <laughs> they're not posers <laughs> like we are. No, these, these guys are legit. <laughs> these guys are people that, that make me laugh harder than than any other show I've ever seen. I usually listen to it at work, which is probably not the best place to do it because I am literally sometimes... <laughs> Let's hear, how did how did one of the hosts put it? He says, I bet you can't find another show out there where you actually have to pinch the tip off to keep yourself from peeing your pants. Oh, my gosh. And that's, sadly enough, probably the truest <laughs> description of the show because it's basically just a bunch of guys sitting around recording themselves goofing around. You're making me wish we were going back to cutting it again because, like, I don't know if I want to know that about <laughs> you. It's incredibly embarrassing at work, oh, yeah. you know, let me tell you. But, no, the, the show is its really funny. It's, <laughs> oh uh, it's a bunch of guys... I just like envision you like with all these cubicles. There's this one dude laughing, and you're just like grabbing yourself and cackling. Oh my Kicking God. the wall, knocking the cubicles over. This is Mr. Siegfried. He's in charge of our toddler division. <laughs> He's the one who watches. Sorry, I was providing background laughter. <laughs> Thank you, sir. The, the Switch On Show, they tried to do the 24 hour podcast, and sadly, at the 20 hour mark, they just they couldn't do it anymore. They threw their, their towel in the ring. And I just want to say... A 24-hour podcast. 24 oh, solid hours. And, I, you know, it. their show is about 78% amusing. But I tell you, that last 22% is astoundingly funny. Everything from just random jokes, obviously off-the-wall comments. And Jerry, when he plays the, the, the keyboard, he's able to launch into just about any song. And, you know, uh, one of the guys launch, launches into an Elvis impression, which they all do. And they all start singing. They'll change the words around. And it is really some of the funniest stuff that I've, I've ever heard. It's one of the few podcasts, and I am subscribed to 93 separate podcasts that update regularly. Thank God I have a eight-hour job and a hour-and-a-half drive to listen and watch to my oh podcast my last video guest. But these guys are ones that no matter what I'm listening to, if I find out there's a new one, I stop what I'm doing and I go to listen to that show. It is that freaking funny. I have almost ruined keyboards by spitting on them. I have hose <laughs> monitor, I think, twice with coffee. This is Earl and Rich for the Switch Fun <laughs> Show. Why are you listening to this podcast? I don't know. We're not. These guys are a hell of a lot funnier than we are. <laughs> wow. I, don't, I mean, that's really sad. Like, I will flat out admit that. And, and I've, I've done a few bits for them that they've played on the show. My Schwarzenegger mm-hmm. stuff. Um, I did a George Bush thing. Wow. They, they've played a lot of the stuff. And I just, you know, this is, this is a show that I, I wish I could be as funny as them, but I don't think I ever will be. And I do not know if it's humanly possible to do that, except for maybe when we're all together at a convention. I think that's about the only time that it really gets that funny. 
Now, do they record their show live? Are they in the room with yeah, each other? Yeah, and that's one of the biggest things. These guys have been, uh, they've been friends forever. Two of them are brothers. This is just them recording what they would normally do. And this is why they put out like a two and a half to three hour show every two or three days. It is. Because they just sit down yeah, and hang out. Yeah, it's them just hanging out. And, you know, they're kind of, they kind of do what we're doing. Uh, we're, you know, if they have something that they want to talk about, they'll bring it up. And, and that's it. There is no other form or structure to their show. And it is entertaining. It is a completely solid show. Okay, start it. Switched on. Switched on is giving away a 30 gig video iPod loaded with switched on content and more. I love that. <laughs> this wasn't on the show, but we talked about it. We were talking about this Terminator. Come on, do it. He operates off of uh, hydroelectric power, so he's got to stand next to your water. This is Switched On. It's true. Switched On is giving away a video iPod. For details, you can listen to the most recent show or visit the website at www.switchedonshow.com. <laughs> you can lead a horse to water, but he won't suck your... <laughs> Switched On Show is giving away a 30-gig video iPod. These guys will need a kick out of this. Discount Gentleman's Club. When you can only afford the very least. So what do you tip? <laughs> 50 cents? I guess. Boot stamps, hey. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Rolled coin tips for the dancers. Yeah, they, they let you feel around on them, and then, you know, under one of their boobs, you find a piece of gum. <laughs> it's the Switched On Show. It's about laughing. Come down! <laughs> It's about everyday life. It's about alternate reality. The chickens sound different over there also. <laughs> it's about making fun of fat people, tall people, hairy people, bald people, small people, long people, pirates, politicians, drivers, truckers, guns, girls, kids, geezers, cookies, the guys with one arm and another bed. It's about us. I want to write a song that says exactly the same thing as everybody else that I'm going to put my stamp on. Uh, but mostly it's about making fun. Visit the show website at switchedonshow.com. Official rules and details available at the website at Holy Crap, Switched On is a year old and they are giving away a video iPod.com. I feel, I feel like this is like truly the Requiem of the Outcast. Like, it's like, hey, so. We're dead now, but we'd like to leave our legacy to the Switched On Show. Switched On Show, you kick our ass. <laughs> we, I mean, this should be like this. This show should be called Love Letter to the Switched On Show. We'll just be like Switched On Show. You know we want you. You know we want to be like you. What's wrong, Switched On Show? You don't. Were you too good for us, Switched On Show? What about that one time? I'm gonna say it. I'm Brokeback Mountain. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I didn't. Want, I was like, I, yes, I'm gonna say it. Brokeback Mountain, switched on show. Remember, you were Jake Gyllenhaal and I was Heath Ledger. I can't quit you. I can't quit you, switched on show. <laughs> I gotta say one thing before we get off uh, the switched on show to- topic. Okay. Topic is uh, their website is switchedonshow.com and. They also have another URL for a contest that they are doing. Uh, they've reached... Remember, URL exactly. spells Earl. They've reached, they've reached their uh, one-year birthday, 
and they are giving away a 30 gig iPod video. All you got to do is go to this URL and enter to win. Are you ready? www.holycrapswitchedon is a year old, and they are giving away a video iPod.com. Wow. (laughs) I had to go to it. I think this proves... I think this proves that website names truly are cheap now. <laughs> That's right. That's holy crap. Switched on is a year old, and they are giving away a video iPod dot com. Of course, that'll be in the show notes. Of course, if you don't want to go there, you could go to. I don't really like to support Macintosh, and I prefer to use PCs and listen to Recommend the Outcast on Sundays when I have some time while my grandmother's watching the kids in February dot com. Oh, it's already taken. Damn it, God! Those freaking porn people. Gosh, every time. Where? What could that possibly? What could that possibly have to do with something sexual? Unless the grandmother was watching the kids <laughs> and the show. You're. Li- oh my God! Do you that know is what's sexual. On, it, on that site? Golden Girl Goodies. Golden Girl Goodies dot com. Remember, for all of your octogenarian pleasures. If you'd like more information about GoldenGirlGoodies.com, please see StarWarsAndBeyond.com and listen to the interview with Earl Newton. (laughs) God, that was so messed up. I'll tell you what, there there was so much, like, uh, during that interview when I was doing it with Robbie, where I'm just like, how, you you feel like Hansel and Gretel must have felt, where you just look up and suddenly you're in a dark place and you're like, how the hell did I get here? Because all of a sudden we're going, oh my God, like, like, now Bert and Ernie are, like, having sex in the streets and... And, you know, Han and Chewie have, like, a secret gay... Well, I mean, you know, I think we all knew Han and Chewie had a secret gay relationship, but we didn't want to talk about it. And it was it was scary. And then all of a sudden, like, yeah, like, then I would, like, I really was, it was really scary. Because I'm, like, going on and on about how what I had to do sexually to let to get on the show. Good grief. <laughs> <laughs> that was fun. I'm sorry, that was still funny to me, even it's, though it was horrible. That was still, I swear, I had to take a copy of, uh, of some of that, remix it, and put the behind-the-podcast music or something. In front of it. <laughs> You're right. Rich, no, Bang, seriously. Ain't it a bitch. Next time on Behind the Podcast. <laughs> the podcast that's right. Rich Siegfried on Behind the Podcast. <laughs> really, I just made a podcast to get chicks, but then it turns out there were all these Star Wars nerds that wanted to have sex with me to get on the show, so I was like, hey. You know, I did get a girl's number because of the show once. Fair trade. Yes. And really? the only reason why I did was because uh, she was a waitress at a restaurant, and I was doing an interview there, and that she figured that I, could, I would... I told her I'd interview her and possibly do a music video for her, but then she never called me back. Or oh my gosh. She never emailed me back. That was all stuff that, that was all stuff that she suggested though. I've never, I've promised marriage, but I've never promised a music video. I mean, that's where you take it to the next level. <laughs> well, you know, I. No, cause see, I, cause I would I would have done a lot of things. I would have been like, hey baby, you know. See, but that's actually a really great pickup line. You could just walk around and pretend to be like the ordinary looking producer of like Kanye West. It's money. <laughs> when I'm in the I'm serious. I, if there's one thing I've learned in my job as an actual producer, no one ever asks you for credentials at all. And what credentials do you have? None. I mean, I, well, I mean, I do. You can call, you can call the show, and they'll say, yeah, he really is the executive producer. But beyond that, there's no credentials. You see, you could technically call up and be like, you know, yes, I represent Bill Gates. He'd like to say that he likes to sleep with chipmunks in the evening. So all you single guys out there. Hope you're taking notes. <laughs> I should have left you on Brokeback Mountain. You ought not talk like that, you're just a boy. Actually, a syndicated radio show called John Boy and Billy did Carl Childers reviewing Brokeback Mountain. Oh, God, what did he say? What was it? What did it what went on? Them fellers was not funny, ha-ha, funny queer, you know, and all that stuff. <laughs> That's wrong. 
they did go up on a mountain. Mm. They was they was cowboys, mm. but it wasn't no kind of western I'd ever seen before. Mm. <laughs> I bet you could take those two movies and intercut them, and make it ha- be Jake Gyllenhaal, and and uh, Carl Childers. whatever his name is. Carl Ch- is it Carl Childers? I thought it was Carl Lee. No, it's Carl Childers. Oh, you could you could make it be uh, 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 Jake Gyllenhaal and Carl Childers up on the mountain. Why can't I quit you? Recollect, I don't know. You got any of that potted meat? That's right. Oh, whoa. <laughs> I know you don't go out with the ladies. I reckon that's okay. <laughs> oh, that's super. I like the way he talks. You like the way I talk. <laughs> And he, then he can throw out another uh, Billy Bob Thornton movie in there, keep cutting scenes from it, like Bad Santa, you know? <laughs> Throwing a little Donnie Darko, you know? And round it off a jarhead. Am I gonna, okay, I'm gonna, you want me to trump you? I read this on the internet. It turns out, and see, since we're not going to cut the episode as much, I can say this. It turns out that sex will calm your nerves, especially before public speaking. And you know what went through my mind when I read that? What's that? It explains why Clinton always looks so damn relaxed. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> like if you like, like, and I had just seen an interview with him, or a, a, a speech he gave like a couple days before. He just looks so like, yes. I think I'd like to tell you about this. Oh yeah, country. I mean, it's just like wow. Was it going on while he was up there, or? Well, I don't know if it was going on while. I think he was just like having flashbacks of it. You know how that goes. He was just, he was just like he was just like recollecting and like, oh yes. Although, for some reason, I think I'm doing a really deep version of uh, Catherine Hepburn for some reason. I'm not getting the Bill Clinton vibe. Like, I could just go, oh, yes, you sick bastard. Ah. I mean, I'm just, like, lowering my Catherine Hepburn. I have no idea. Oh, Harry. <laughs> oh, yes. It's like Catherine Hepburn wants the testosterone things to kick in. For real. For real. It's it's true. She wanted to be a man. Oh, that's so She wrong. wanted to be Cal Hepburn. <laughs> she did she wanted to play all of Humphrey Bogart's parts. She thought it was horribly unfair. <laughs> he is looking at you, kid. She sounds like a machine gun if you say kid long enough. <laughs> God. See, that was, I heard that that was the uh, impetus of Max Hedrum. Really? No. I believed you, though. Props. That little high five. Ha! That was well done because I was like, I would believe that. <laughs> Only if like somebody was like really getting stoned in their in their living room and they're watching an old Catherine Hepburn. I mean, although then again, how many people get stoned to watch Catherine Hepburn movies? Boy, I sure I know I do. <laughs> There's That's nothing like bre- breakfast of Tiffany's after you you know just <laughs> smoke a bowl. Well, maybe it's because maybe no, that makes sense though because they'd have the munchies and they're flipping. Dude, breakfast of Tiffany's that'll hit the spot. <laughs> the hell? There's no breakfast here. <laughs> That's my thought, anyway. I don't know if you know about this or not, but the WB and UPN are actually merging. Yes, they are. Actually, I talked about that with someone the other day. I was saying, you know, that is awesome that they're doing that. They might actually finally be a real network, because up till now, they've sort of been like two two one-legged men <laughs> in an ass-kicking contest. They're like both trying as hard as they can, looking at each other, going, God, we're sucking our... Right, but here's the thing. Here. You know, they're naming themselves to the CW. I'm just wondering... What kind of teen angst vortex is going to be created from this merger? Because all of the shows <laughs> that they have is always about you know some kind of some kind of teen soap opera. Let's see. We could have Dawson's Heaven. We could have the Gilmore Girls Creek. 
Smackville. Smackville. That would be great. Yeah, because he got the wrestling in, too. Exactly. Let's see. Oh, you know what? I have the perfect show. Are you ready? The perfect Good. show for the union of WB and UPN. You take Chris Rock's new show, Everybody uh-huh. Hates Chris, and you stick it in with Everybody Hates Dawson's Creek. They've got the most plain names on they UPN. They really do. It's like living with it's like living with Fran. There's another show called What I Like. Oh, here's one. What I did for summer vacation. It's like, come on, what the twins, Reba, Charmed. You know, th- this seemed like a really good idea, but this is really starting to suck because there's so few shows that have cool names. None of them have any cool names. There, none of the shows are really all that decent either. Related, Supernatural, Gilmore Girls, Seventh Heaven. I mean, come on. You know, I hate to say it, but I'm kind of glad that they're joining up. Maybe now they'll put some decent freaking television on and we can make fun of their names. If you guys both got together, maybe you'd be a halfway. Um, so you know what, ladies and gentlemen? We were going to have some funny stuff. We were going to mash television show names together and bring the funny, but we were blocked by the man, by the WB and UPN. I'm going to offer this as the final thing. Ready? I want to, I'm going to offer you three names. Two of them are going to be actual WB shows. I want you to tell me the one that okay. does not sound okay. like a WB show, okay? Ready? There is What I Like, Living with Fran, and Shaolin Showdown. Which of these three is not on the WB? The first one. No, no. wait, wait. Was it the second one? No, no. Um, Take a guess. I don't know. It doesn't matter because they're not going to be on anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, half of WB staff. Yeah, welcome to the CW. <laughs> so mean. Exactly. There's like W. There's like little WB children going. There'll be no Christmas, is there? No nope. Christmas at the WB. So tell me, what will you be doing in the next month? I don't know. You know, I was accepted into the VFW, the Veterans of Foreign War. Veteran of Foreign Wars? I'm holding in my hand a miniature certificate, membership authorization awarded to Mr. Rich J. Siegfried. What the? And it's even signed by the Adjutant General. And so this this is a mini certificate saying that I am a member of the VFW. And I didn't even ask for it. Nor have I been to war. Foreign or domestic. Yeah, I was in a domestic war. Me and my brother used to fight all the time. <laughs> I got a purple heart. I've seen the war at home three or four times, but I don't think that counts. Where did that come from? I mean, did you? I mean, that's like the weirdest mailing list in the world to get on. It's like the VFW wants your business. Where? What? Where did that come from? I it. I don't know. It came from the VFW. That's all I know is that it was from the VFW. <laughs> well, what's really bad is I was once known as the Reverend Rich L. LeSigert, a female priest and they kept and whatever company it was kept sending me man surgery does wonders it does and the coolest <laughs> thing was that they kept sending me free samples of pantyhose and possible subscriptions to playboy magazine that's like a really specific demographic you are listening to requiem of the outcast for more information and show notes visit requiem of the An evil black starship races through the time and space stream with one mission, to wreak as much havoc as possible. This is the ship of the evil mastermind Dr. Steve and his sock-shaped assistant, Fidget. The reviews are in, Fidget. The radio adventures of Dr. Floyd podcast is a hit. Oh, really? 
Yes, look at this. Five stars from podcastbunker.com. Four and a half stars from podcastreviews.net. Tracks up the tree, calls the Dr. Floyd podcast laugh out loud funny, and says it'll make a dreamer out of anyone who listens. PLPH Radio says Dr. Floyd is good for all ages and delivers the good. Well, yes, apparently we're one of the few podcasts that's fun for the whole family. You know, safe for kids, fun for adults and all that. It's even become a syndicated show on Godcast.org. There's only one problem. Well, none of these reviews mention how absolutely fantastic I am. So I guess I'm going to have to ramp up the evil then. The kid gloves are off. It's time to put the evil pedal to the metal and is several other cliches that mean I'm going to become even more evil until the reviewers stand up and take notice. <laughs> oh no, Dr. Steve has just promised to become even more evil than he already is. Will Dr. Floyd and his ragtag bunch of heroes be able to prevent Dr. Steve from causing more trouble throughout history? The only way to find out is to tune in each week to the Radio Adventures of Dr. Floyd. Brought to you via podcast by drfloyd.com. That's D-O-C-T-O-R-F-L-O-Y-D.com. New episodes of podcast every Sunday. Subscribe now and set your imagination to fun. Drfloyd.com. That's D-O-C-T-O-R-F-L-O-Y-D.com. Patrick McLean here with another installment of Interview with a Zombie. Say hello to the folks, Bob. I tell you folks, Bob here just won't shut up about the Shanaki podcast. He's crazy about this unique, innovative approach to storytelling. Good point, Bob. There is a new episode every week. But Bob, as much as you love this podcast... We've had some emails from people using iTunes. Seems that they just don't know how to spell in Gaelic. So, Bob, how do you spell the name Shanaki? Well, there you go. Straight from the zombie's mouth. Shanaki. S-E-A-N-A-C-H-A-I. Oh, right, right. The Shanaki is also available at goodwordsrightorder.com. Throughout the galaxy, one name is synonymous with truth. He is held as the Empire's greatest example. Among troopers, he is legend. In these times of galactic strife, his is the voice of reason and of truth. You have got to be f***ing kidding me. You've heard the Star Wars saga from the Rebel side. Now hear the truth, wisdom, and infinite fortitude from decorated war hero Sand Trooper TD-0013. No, seriously, who wrote this sh- A different point of view, part of the Dragon Page Winging It podcast, available at www.dragonpage.com. If you'd like to drop us a line, visit us on the web at requiemoftheoutcast.com or visit our boards at galacticsenate.com. Now, back to the show. Hey guys, this is Earl Newton from Southern Ronin Productions, and I'm sitting here today in Birmingham, Alabama, with Mr. Joseph Fagan. Joseph Fagan is a very accomplished CG artist and writer-director in his own right. Today I'm going to be talking to him a little bit about what we're doing for Sins of the Mother and where Joseph is coming from in his end of things. Joseph, say hello. Hello. Well done. Jo- <laughs> uh, I'm certain a lot of people come to you 
and say, would you do X for me? Would you do you know Y? And I know you do a lot of it as much as you can in volunteer work, but tell me your your opinion. Is there a point where you're kind of going, okay, is this going to be worth my time? You know, with me, all I do is freelance. I don't I don't have a regular nine to five. So with freelance being my bread and butter, any jobs that I take for non-pay have to be I have to be very picky about it. I have to really make sure that I'm making a decision to work on something that is going to benefit my career, i.e. give me a showcase piece or make me a part of something that is going to really explode, you know, is, is, is really going to be looked at as a quality piece. So, And I totally felt that way about Sins. When Earl told me the story of Sins of the Mother, I didn't need to see a script. I didn't need to be sold any further. When he told me how that twist at the end worked, I was like, okay, I'm doing it. I'm, I'm, I'm in. And when I saw the first cut, even with the temp graphics in it, I was blown away. I knew that I now have an opportunity to put what I do into something and make it just go to the next level. I went to Vancouver Film School in uh, Vancouver, British Columbia. Um, I was very lucky because my sister at the time helped me pay for school and it was just an, an amazing experience. Vancouver is an awesome city and going to school there was just absolutely fabulous. After that, uh, like my last few days at school, I found an ad on the internet for a company in Birmingham that was looking for a computer graphic artist called Production Plus and I sent them a resume and Got home, went the next day to interview, got the job. Working there was almost like a master's program because there was another guy that I worked with, a guy named Creston Parker, uh, who lives in Kentucky now. He really was sort of like my mentor because he showed me a lot. And Production Plus was a, a wonderful place to work and a really good place for me to grow. But as my time grew near there, I started to get restless and wanted to move on to bigger and better things. So I had to ask him, how old were you in, when you went to the school? Let's see, it was 97, so I was 27. Okay. Joseph was 27. There are so many people in the world that say that, I'm 24, I can't get started, it's too late. That's just not true. Move it. Yeah, absolutely. You're never too late to start. I mean, I have a friend right now who's just turned 40, and his life is literally starting at 40. He's got a huge jump in his career. He's met someone who's getting married. And anyway, so... I was working at Production Plus, and the, the work had started to slow down, the work that was coming in, so I was trying to be productive, going to the Maya websites and reading the lists and seeing what problems people were having and trying to see if, if I had any similar problems, et cetera, et cetera. In one of these lists, I found a post. It was very vague. A guy basically said, um, we're a small company, and we're looking for a Maya generalist, which means someone who can model, light, animate, all that stuff to come in and do some pre-visualization work for a large science fiction film, but it wouldn't say, it didn't say what, but it said, you know, send your, uh, any, any interest to this email address. So I sent an email to this guy, um, Dan. He called me probably, uh, in my email I gave him my phone number, and he called me at my office probably within 30 minutes of sending the email. And we talked, and on the phone he tells me his name's Dan Gregory. He's second in command under David DeZoretz at Jack Films, which is the pre-vis department in the attic at Skywalker Ranch. And they're, they're <laughs> staffing up for, at that time, episode two. And, boy, you want to talk about the hair on the back of my <laughs> neck just raised. I mean, I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. So he, he really encouraged me. He said, you know, please send me your demo reel, send a resume. I'll get it to my boss, David, and uh, we'll see what happens. I can't guarantee anything. I was like, cool. 
So after about three, almost four days, I hadn't heard anything. I figured, okay, well, they weren't very impressed. And I'm... And I wasn't feeling well that day at work, and my stomach had been bothering me. So I went home early, about around 12.30, 1 o'clock. Got home, and there's an email from David DeZorat. And I was like, afraid to look at the email. Okay, I had to prepare myself. I was like, okay, this is either going to be the greatest email ever or the worst email ever. So I click on it, and all it simply said was, when can you be to Skywalker Ranch for a face-to-face interview? At that point, I really was hoping that I had been wearing a diaper. This concludes part one of the Joseph Fagan interview. Join us next week for part two. Yes, I am a bastard. Part two of this interview will be available at The Creative Orgasm. Visit southernronin.com later this month. And now, it is time for Dramatis Imitation Theater. Beaten. It is useless to resist. Don't let yourself be destroyed as Obi-Wan did. There is no escape. Don't make me destroy you. You do not yet realize your importance. You have only begun to discover your power. Join me and I will complete your training. With our combined strength, we can end this destructive conflict and bring order to the galaxy. I'll never join you. If you only knew the power of the dark side, Obi-Wan never told you what happened to your father. He told me enough. He told me that you killed him. No, I am your father. No. No, that's not true. That's impossible. Such your feelings. You know it to be true. No. No! Oh! Luke, you can destroy the Emperor. He has foreseen this. It is your destiny. Join me. And we can rule the galaxy as father and son. This has been Dramatis Imitation Theater. Presented by the Requiem of the Outcast Community Theater.
We've got an update on something that we talked about in a previous episode. The movie Die, Lucas, Die is now available for download on the interweb. I've been watching it even now. Delightful film so far. Uh, so you can go to dialucasdie.com. They have a podcast feed set up where you can get not only the movie, but you can also get trailer, commentary, as well as uh, some new stuff that they're starting to put out through there. Also, if you haven't had a chance yet, must get here, askaninja.com. Yes. You can get all of your ninja-oriented questions that you always want to know but were afraid to ask. Askaninja.com. The Ninja has agreed to do an interview with us, either the Ninja or possibly somebody representing the Ninja. <laughs> some of the Ninja's people. We're not sure who it is. Much like Tiki Bar TV, this is some high-quality stuff put out by somebody who's not getting paid for it. This is the kind of independent media that needs to exist. And who's actually wearing a sweater on his head. Yes, that, that, is, that is the Ninja costume. He hasn't had a chance to go to, say, the Ninja Mart... Or something like that. I pulled it from a dragon's heart, you see. It was quite difficult, actually. need to fill out a lot of forms. And there's a, there's a difficult process of acceptance before you be allowed to kill the dragon. You see, they're quite rare. So you have to get on the, off the list. And then once that's done and you in triplicate, then you can kill the dragon and it'll be very good. <laughs> so you can uh, check it out. AskAninja.com. We're hoping that the interview will be very soon. We're probably going to be doing how video is being used on the Internet as a distribution source, video blogs, online video series, video podcasts of the such, and, of course, the shining centerpiece of that will be an interview with the ninja himself. And I believe that's all I have, sir. Do you have anything that you would like to say? I would like to say thanks, everybody, for uh, uh, listening to the show. You can visit us at our boards over at reckonwiththeoutcast.com or galacticsenate.com, or you could email us. How could they email us? You can email me at rich at requiemoftheoutcast.com. Or you could email me at earl at requiemoftheoutcast.com. And you can email any audio feedback to rotooutcast at gmail.com. <laughs> also, this month, look for the minicasts. Should be coming out on the 10th and 20th of the month. I'm going to try to do that for a few months, see if I can keep up with the workload with everything else. If not, I'll dial it back a little bit. But we will be coming out with the minicast very soon, covering various areas of fandom. Don't worry, it's not going to be a long show. It's just going to be a little thing to tie you over during the month. Also, look this month, uh, actually during the middle of uh, this this month. I mean, it, it technically, as you're listening to the show, it is out now. Sins of the Mother. It's going to be done. I mean, we're, we're days away. Literally, I've, I have to... Put one last little thing in and it's through. Really sweet. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, for real? Which, of course, you can find a trailer in our feed from last month. God, I love that, by the way. That was so cool. I, I, I opened up my little podcatching client and I started downloading my own trailer. I was like, oh, yes. <laughs> this rocks awfully hard. This month, of course, is the start of the convention season for us. So go to mm -hmm. StellarCon.org. You can find out everything that's going on there. If you can get out to High Point, North Carolina, come on out. I will be there. Earl, your convention season starts. Start in May. I'll be I'll I'll be starting a little bit later. My fest film festival circuit starts in March, so I have to do that. But once that's done, I will be uh, out there for Mobicon. You guys can catch us there, and if not there, you can catch us at Con Carolinas. For Earl, for Requiem of the Outcast. Chris Rich for Requiem of the Outcast, and we out. God, we gotta think of a better way to end it than that. We really do. We gotta, we well, gotta end on a I, high I note. I need to create a closing file. I need to learn how to close. You know how to close? I'm a closer.
You're gonna close it? I'll close it. You want me to close it? I'll close it. Lock it down. Earl, you want me to lock it down? Lock it I'll down. lock it down. You lock it you down. You want me to nail it? Put it to bed? Put the baby to bed? Put the baby Spank to the bed. Spank the baby, lock put the bottle down. in the face, and then put it to bed? I'll lock it up. You batten down the hatches. Put the baby to bed and lock it up. You batten down the hatches. I'll put the baby, close it, and lock it up. Batten down the hatches, lock the baby, put it to bed. <laughs> That's right. Go walk the dog, right? You go walk the dog. You, just, I, you could just put like any verb in there by the end of it. You could just be like, you want to go spank the cheetah? You want to go hide the monkey? You want to go flip the saucer? You gonna do it? You, you gonna do it? You gonna lick the Christmas tree? You gonna lick the? I, I, I'll lick the Christmas tree. I'll lick it. You go lick the Christmas I'm, tree, all right? You, 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 you look at my business card. It says Earl Newton licks Christmas trees. It's you, okay? Yo, and go. It's all me. Begin. Oh. It's kind of piney. <laughs> StarWarsFanWorks.com, the home of Star Wars fan audio on the internet. It's your home for Star Wars fan audio genre news, a comprehensive catalog of fan-made Star Wars radio shows, parody tales, and serious audio dramas. With behind-the-scenes features, a message board, reviews, tutorials, convention coverage, an internet movie database-style directory of the entire Star Wars fan audio community, and the only fan audio community recognized Star Wars Fan Audio Academy Awards held each year. StarWarsFanWorks.com. Fandom has a whole new sound. We're back with another exciting installment of Interview with a Zombie. My guest today is the zombie formerly known as Bob. Bob, before the break, you were telling us about your love for the sci-fi podcast network, tsfpn.com. Why, yes, Bob, it certainly does have something for everyone. Well, of course you're a busy zombie. I mean, who isn't these days? That's why you're glad TSFPN has collected the best in podcasting all in one convenient place. Not until after you've finished your interview. Well, there you have it, folks. Straight from the zombie's mouth. TSFPN.com. The place for out-of-this-world entertainment. For years, sci-fi fans have toiled at making fan films, podcasts, and goofy flash animations to obscure techno music. They work hard. Give them their props. Watch, listen, and talk back. <clears throat> at planetfandom.com. Ah!